Hey there, and welcome. It's another episode of Ophelia Talks. My name is Zach Rich. I am your podcast host, your company manager, your secret best friend. It's not much of a secret anymore. I'll go public with this friendship if you're willing to. We'll get to today's episode in just a little bit. Wanted to go over a couple of things that's going on in and around the Ophelia Theater Group with you. First, we are about to kick off our new play festival. It is titled With a Twist. It's twists of classic plays as early as Greek lore all the way up to works from the 1960s. It's going to be a good old time. If you're interested in what those shows could be, I have them right here for you. This weekend is a double billing of Love Unsought by the Astoria Music Project and Skin of the Teeth by Anna Bleicher. Those shows are going up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 29th and 30th of September, and the 1st of August. The Friday and Saturday shows are 8 p.m. The October 1st show is at 6. The following weekend is Your Town by Joe Ferraro, an adaptation of Our Town by Thornton Wilder. And that's directed by me, so I think it's going to be rather okay. Just, just okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pump it up too much, but I think that should be a good old time for everyone involved. You can catch that October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Once again, those Friday and Saturday shows are at 8, the Sunday show at 6. Red Winter by Anthony Mercado. That's going to be the third weekend. That one's directed by Billy Aiken Tyers, and you can catch that October 13th through the 15th at those same times I said before, 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, 6 p.m on Sunday. And we will round out the festival with Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Dan Roberts. You can catch that October 20th through the 22nd. That's about all I have for you today, but there's going to be plenty of more information on some of the stuff coming up ahead for the Ophelia Theater Group. If you want more information about us, what we do, what's coming up ahead, you can always get all that at OpheliaTheater.com. Org. My guest today is Daniel Holm, the actor behind Skin of the Teeth. It's a one-man show, so I'm essentially interviewing the entire cast for this one, but we had a delightful conversation about the show and his work and himself. He's just a delightful human being, and I think you're going to fall in love with him the same way I did when we sat down to interview earlier this week. I actually have a bit of a treat for you after the interview. I'll stop by, say hi one more time, but we've got a little brief clip of the play being performed in an audio play fashion and it'll give you a little bit of a taste of what's to come this weekend. Again, that show is playing this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Friday and Saturday performances are 8, the Sunday performance at 6, and I hope to see you there. But for now, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you in a little bit. because you have plenty of time to get used to it plenty of time to listen yeah. to all this stuff so danny hey it's good to have you here oh it's good to be here uh this is exciting for me because i, I was telling you in the pre-interview i don't know much about you at all besides you've got a charming smile and a sweet accent oh stop, stop. <laughs> so tell me i don't want to just say tell me about yourself 
Okay. Well, tell me about yourself. Okay, what can I tell you? I am from the UK. Um, Where from? Uh, Surrey, originally. Then I lived in London for a few years before moving out here to study acting. That was in 2011. Okay. So I've been, yeah. Were you, you, were you going to school out here? Were you at the Academy with Billy and everything? I certainly was, yeah. The American Academy of Dramatic Arts. That's really cool. Tell me a bit about that. So I did the two-year program, which is awesome. And then I was lucky enough to be offered a place on their company, which is their sort of like additional third year, where you do five fully produced shows and it's a chance to... Uh, use your training and practice your craft and also get used to working in the industry as well. Fantastic. So yeah, that's really you, good fun. That took you from 2011 to about 2014 about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13, cool. 14, and then what, give me like a broad, what happened then? <laughs> well then, so I left and just started working as an actor in the bright New York City, which was good fun. Then I went back to London for about a year and a half and that's when I got the chance to work with my theatre company, Fat Content, mm-hmm. who are a London-based company. We formed in 2007. This is great. I don't even have to ask you about it. Great. Which I can't believe that's 10 years ago. So yeah, while I was back in London, I had the chance to work with them. And that's where Skin of the Teeth came from. So we worked on that for a couple of years. Working on that, devising that, collaborating on that. And now I've been in New York for the best part of this year. Cool. Which has been good. It's been great. Good to be back. So you've just gotten back. Yeah, pretty cool. much. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about Skin of the Teeth later on. I want to know more about fat content because unlike the other three plays in this festival, this is a co-production that mm-hmm. Ophelia is doing with fat content. So mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit more about them? Of course. Fat content. As a theatre company, we make shows from myths or fairy tales. We've made probably three or four shows in the time we've had together. And they always start with an obscure piece of folklore or maybe a bit of pop culture. And that's where we expand from. And we like to always consider the experience of the, of the audience. Our work starts off being very sensory. The first show was called The Man I Cure and it was set in this um, wartime sanatorium slash purgatory. So as the audience enters, they were given macaroni cheese and milk as if they were like institutionalized. They smelled of like disinfectant. It was very, yeah, like I say, very sensory, that's a, that's surreal theatre. That's a hell theater. of a theme. Yeah, that's where we started. Very sensory, very surreal. And since then, we've just, yeah, developed our style. But yeah, we've always got a flair for the surreal. I like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I listened through Skin of the... Not listened through, I read through Skin of the Teeth on my way here because it's been a couple of weeks before I read it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, that's yeah. going to be the experience. I'm really excited to see what you're doing with it because I haven't been able to be in the room with you at all yet. Right. But, Let's just start talking about it. Skin of the teeth. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's, it's crazy. I yeah. when you when you when you hear the title of something and they're talking about teeth, you wonder if it's like an allegorical thing, but teeth are all over this piece. Yeah, 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 they are. They're scattered. They're scattered all the way through. What <laughs> teeth is I used to I would have dreams, usually when I'm the most stressed. Like, all throughout college, I would have dreams. And I knew that I was in a dream if I lost a tooth mm-hmm. in the dream. What does the teeth kind of represent in a piece like this? Teeth, I think, they've been very important to us for, for like, many different things. One of them is, there's, like, a primitiveness about teeth. And I think there is an emotional connection to teeth. I think, yeah, dreams about teeth are really common, especially when being stressed, like, losing your teeth or feeling them, like, crumble away. So there's this weird connection that we have to teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's something we were really interested in. And they also show, you know, they don't they don't really rot that quickly. They're around for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like little capsules of history. So they're very loaded things. And they're also everyday things as well. So we like to kind of look at what is around every day and see if there's another level we can draw out from it. So yeah, teeth was a big inspiration. I think it's a big symbol of fear as well. 
like monsters having big teeth or them like crunching together. So yeah, they, they, they sort of fit what we wanted to explore, which was fear. Interesting. Mm. Uh, and how does... I probably should have forwarded with this. This is a one-man piece. Yes, it is. It's only you up there. The show runs about 35 minutes No, or it's so? like 55. It's a 55-minute play. Yeah, My yeah, yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. As, like, as an actor, I <laughs> would be terrified if it was just me up there for 55 oh, yeah. minutes doing my own thing. <laughs> but you, you bounce back and forth. You have your central character... Yes. And then there are moments where you kind of bounce back and forth between manic and depressive. You don't fully play other characters, but you kind of bounce into their voices a little bit. How do you shape a play that's a little disjointed and try to match beat for beat what's going on inside a mind of somebody that's not altogether there? Right. That's a good question. I think this process has been really interesting for us. There have been so many challenges. Like, how do you play two people having... Two, two people either side of the same conversation when you're only using one actor. It turns out one person's shows are definitely their own style. They have their own set of rules. With Nicholas, who is the central character, we do kind of follow his story. And it is both him telling us and also us seeing the world sort of through his eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if he's narrating, but he's in those moments as they're happening. And then he's also reflecting on what's happened to him to make sense of, of, of where he's ended up. As we do. As we do, yeah. So yeah, that's been a big that's been a big challenge and an interesting challenge for us. So I think that's why the physicality has been a big thing. Physicality has been the like the key or the language that we use with the audience to determine where we are, who's talking, and who's listening. And how do you find the variability to fill up fifty five minutes of stage time? It goes so quickly and that's been the feedback as well as people can't believe that it's an hour. They feel like, oh god, it's twenty minutes and we're just getting into it and then suddenly it was it uh, it was over. Mm. Um which is good, I guess. That's a good thing. But yeah, so Anna who wrote it, Anna Beecher, she that was the beginning of our process. She had this idea, so she sort of spearheaded it, and she gave us, Rachel, who was a director, and myself, the three of us are in the company, Fat Content. She um, gave us a script. We went through it thinking, okay, how can we show all these different people? How can we show the variance of the, the mood, the time, with just one person? So sound has been a big part of that. And we have this great sound designer called Max Perment. He came on board, and he's created the most beautiful sort of like soundscape and sound language that we are able to go through time and place and all those variants with him with, and his, with his great work. Yeah, sound can be paramount it's so, it's in so powerful. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and I hadn't really appreciated it until this project, sort of naively. But sound is is just wonderful, and like the possibilities that it can bring. And oh, it's stunning. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy to have had to have had that this, this with this show. I like that a lot. Yeah. And this isn't the first time you've produced this one. No, no, no. It's had a little life. So we started off in London. We took it up to the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year, so 2016. And we previewed, previewed in London and in a festival in Buxton, both in the UK. Obviously, London's in the UK. <laughs> um, I, long... I never knew! <laughs> Serious. We previewed in the UK before taking it up to Edinburgh. And then from Edinburgh, it sort of had a little transfer down to London earlier this year. It was at a festival called Vault Festival, which programmed some really cool stuff. And, and what's then, it like performing in those kind of venues? So that's some heady stuff. Yeah, it's been good fun. I think space is such an important part of the show as well, because that's another thing, because with this one actor, space is, becomes very uh, important as well. Mm-hmm. And so in Edinburgh, we're in this small, tiny little space, and people seem to love the intimacy of that and the storytelling nature of that. And then when it moved to London, it was in this massive underground vault. It was like 90 feet by 30 feet. 
Oh, and it, so it, cool. it was enormous. And at first we were like, eesh, we've been programmed into this massive space. How's it going to work with this one man show that's all about him being really vulnerable and really intimate? Um, how, how big was the, the seating arrangement? So it's, it's, uh, seating was about 90 or 100. Okay. But okay. we kept it. What we discovered was we needed to keep the people, the audience sort of together, like snuggled together. Yeah. To have that intimate feeling. And then what we did with the space is we put, we had loads of space behind him so that he, so there was just like darkness behind him. And so he could sort of disappear into the darkness and come and come out of the darkness. And weirdly, I think the, the paradox is like the bigger the space, the sort of smaller he felt and the more vulnerable he felt and the more able we could listen and be in that story as well. So it's, so it's working in both big spaces and small spaces, mm-hmm. which has been really cool like as an actor to get used to and, and also like as a theater maker as well. It's been really good fun. It's, it's really fun to be able to have a work that you can develop through multiple iterations of it. It is, yeah. I feel like the luckiest actor on the planet. I get to, yeah, like use this craft and this story and this like beautiful text and great direction and um, and just, yeah, bounce it around wherever I am. Tell me a bit about your director. She is called Rachel Lincoln. She is a London-based director, as we all are, sort of originally London-based. And she's, uh, she's super busy. She, uh, at the moment, has just finished remounting Evo, Evo Van Ho's production of View from a Bridge in Chicago, which is wonderful. And now she's working on the tour of Hedda Gabler in the UK, which she was staff director on at the National. So she is like jumping on with all this wonderfully exciting and important work and then is able to like check in with me about Skin of the Teeth. So it, it's an audio podcast. So when he just said everything that he said to me at my eyes went what whoa yeah it's incredible yeah she's a wonderful she's a wonderfully talented uh artist so i'm not surprised how busy she is and she's part of fat content as well yes she's a co-founder so her um and anna who wrote it the three of us are the original sort of founders oh so you found you helped found the company yes yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah, yeah yeah so the three of us yeah we we're at school together uh like high school together and um when we left we decided to make theater that's crazy <laughs> And so we thought, you know, we'll do this. We'll do this for one year, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll go to uni, we'll go to college, we'll go to drama school. After that, we'll use like we use. But we loved it so much. We toured that first show that we made, which was the Man I Cure. You know, we were like, you know what? Let's let's do this for another year, one more year, and that turned into four years of making yeah theatre. And then it got to our early twenties, and we thought, okay, now we're, we're probably ready for higher education. We've been working a lot together and sort of only working with each other, and that was making great work. But we were ready for different challenges. So that's when I came out to New York and I studied creative writing in London and uh, Rachel went to uh, Lecoq in Paris. What's your creative writing about? My creative writing? Yeah, tell me about that. So do you, I, do, are you more of a playwright? Do you just write long freeform stuff? So I work best with my writing. I work best in collaborations. The writing, so I, I've written um, a web series. Well, I've co-written a web series with uh, Zoe Watkins. That I really loved. That was very different. That was like a very goofy comedy about these two Brits who go to drama school in New York, guess where we got the, <laughs> right, the reference know. for that. Right, Write what you know. Exactly. That is rule number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was good fun, but I definitely like writing Yeah, in a collaboration, in a team, and figuring out the story together. That's sort of where I, where I work best. Let's talk origins. How did you fall into the business of theater? Oh, goodness, Zachary. I think it was the earliest thing that I knew I wanted. I think it was like maybe like three or four years old. And then I remember we had this like little dressing up box in my house and I loved it. I loved putting on those costumes, becoming someone else, it felt like. 
and living in someone else's world and what they might be doing, what their choices might be. Yeah, I just got such a kick out of that. Uh, my parents were pretty encouraging of it and they, they well, I don't know if they're encouraging or they just wanted some peace over the summer. They sent my sister and I to, um, it's like performing art sort of like camp over the summer and that, and I love that. I remember being like eight years old and we were doing Oliver. And I remember the first night when I was like one of those boys, lost boys with the boys in the workhouse. I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet that I was gonna go out on stage and there were gonna be people there who had like bought a ticket there's going to be real audience people. I thought, I could have been in the West End. That's how incredible <laughs> I felt. I was in this tiny theatre locked away in Surrey somewhere. Always been the driving force for me. Acting and theatre making has always, yeah, always been my passion. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. To compare, can I tell you how I fell into it? Oh, please do. Yeah. I had a crush on a girl. Really? Yep. Oh, Wanted to way. impress a girl. <laughs> Ended up getting like a lifelong love for it. That's Never it. got the girl. That's but it. Boy, did I have a crush on her. Amazing. <laughs> ever the romantic. Ever, ever the the humble romantic heart. Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, what else is there to talk about? Tell me, give me a little bit more about your other work. What's okay. some of the other projects that you've worked on that you're passionate about? Is there anything else that's in the cards for you right now? Ooh, um, Skin and the Teeth has definitely taken the most amount of energy, and it's where sort of my, my, my brain power is at the moment. Yes, this web series that I've co-created with Zoe Watkins, we had we released a season about two years ago, and that seemed to go down pretty well. Where would we be able to find that? That's on our website, which is georgeandellie.com, or you can just search YouTube. The web series is called Got Skills. Got a, Skills. With got a Z. Skills with a Z. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they roll. That's how you know they're edgy. <laughs> yeah, edgy as hell. Give me um, give me some info on that. Okay, so it is it's sort of like a, uh, a mockumentary that follow these two students who are called George and Ellie. They have won themselves a place to study in a, in a New York City acting school. So they're on this exchange program. And the series follows the week where they are given the opportunity to put on a show. They have seven days to do it. And they are not the most savvy characters <laughs> and they are in an environment where they're working alongside other sort of aspiring actors who I think are much more ambitious and I think are some of them support them and other are other their other peers are sort of jealous of them and throw some spanners in the works so it's all about them overcoming their challenges and putting on a show okay it's sort of um the story is hot, but yeah, it's very goofy. They're pretty ridiculous, but we had a great time. And I think we are talking um, at the moment about how we can evolve that or what might be next for these characters, George and Ellie. Sure. So we, yeah, we've got some ideas floating around about possibly them maybe going into more of like a historical, historical guide sort of. This is like the season two pitch right now. This might be the season two pitch, yeah. <laughs> this might be the pitch where they will go on to uh, New York landmarks. Okay. And discuss their origins. It's like their, it's like their day job is like, well, we're a tour guide now. We're that's putting exactly we're putting it. that art on the side, but take a look at fabulous New York City. Exactly. Yeah, I, that sounds great. Exactly. And their dates and the uh, the information they have may be accurate and it may not be accurate. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, how co- why, how did you settle on the mockumentary style? Oh, that's always been something I've got massive kicks out of. Watching no. things like Office, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, big time. They're massive influences, massive influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were watching Parks and Rec together, Zoe and I, and we were like, oh, this is so funny, this is so brilliant. And it's positive, which I think we found really interesting and important. Mm-hmm. You know, Leslie, she's all she thinks positively all the time. 
and that's kind of the joke. But she takes those problems and she really, she's really doing the best for her community. You know, it sounds so cheesy, but it's so wonderful. So that has been a big inspiration for us. I like that. Let's look to the future. What's next? So skin of the teeth, I want to keep investing in and keep doing. So we'll see what is in the future for skin of the teeth. Outside of that, I am ready for a new collaborative creative challenge. I'll be working with Zoe Watkins and making something on screen for her, for the small screen, I think, uh, in the fall, in sort of like the comedy mockumentary style. And then alongside that, I am talking with some, some fellow actors about another project that might be another sort of like surreal surreal play but that's very early very early days for that but yeah more collaborations more creativity do you find yourself always kind of settling around in the surreal do you like falling into more if if what you're <laughs> making is sense eight do you right. find joy in the big bane theory <laughs> yes i do i'm always drawn to the surreal i'm always <laughs> drawn to the surreal i think it just allows us to look at life in a sort of bigger and better way if we can add otherworldly elements I think we can see ourselves clearer, ironically. And I do love, you know, I love na naturalism and that's where I sort of started, that's where my training is. And I do really enjoy that work as well. But when it comes to, if I have the opportunity to create my own stuff, I, I just find myself always veering towards the surreal. I think it's exciting. I think there are possibilities there. I think there's magic there. Mm. And I think it, um, it offers a, well, a different experience for the audience as well. I think rather than just seeing what they might see in their bedroom, they get to, they get to experience a, a different world which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I love the surreal. Wonderful. Yeah. It's great to have you here. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to catch the Skin of the Teeth. That's the first, you're kicking things off for us for yeah. the festival, which is awesome and really exciting. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do with it. The play is incredible. I've read through it maybe three times now, and each time I find something new that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what you're going to oh, do with that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pumped to see it. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be a great way to set the stage for. And really, I, I've looked through all four of the plays in this festival, and they all have kind of a surrealist bent to them when you're looking at what they're inspired by. The second we got Our Town is based on, or Your Town is based on Our Town, which is in itself like surreal in the mundane. Yeah. Uh, we have Red Winter, which is a little surreal. We have Rhyme of the Ancient Mary which is I have no idea how that's going to go but it's going to be really fun if Dan yeah. gets his way with it yeah I think this is such a cool way to start off our festival and I am so happy that you're here to show it off oh yeah I'm happy to be here yeah it seems like an excellent season yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a good way to start things off yeah I'm absolutely you're here for it see what did I tell you a positively delightful human being if you enjoyed hearing Danny talk and you want to see more of his fantastic work, you can catch him this weekend. Skin of the Teeth is playing at the Ophelia Theater alongside the Astoria Music Project's Love Unsought. You can catch that Saturday, Sunday, and Friday. Play it up a little bit on you at the Ophelia Theater. Tickets are available. Check out information on that at our website at OpheliaTheater.org. I want to thank Fiend in Green for the use of our theme song. It's called Welcome to Enjoy off the album Green Planet Adventures. You can find that song and more of their work on FiendInGreen.BandCamp.com. And now... For your listening pleasure, a little taste of what you're going to get to see this weekend at Ophelia Theatre. This is Skin of the Teeth. I'll see you next week. Enjoy. My brother won't go out in the dark, and my sister is scared of water. 
She won't go by the sea wall ever, where the waves crash up so hard they look angry. People can smell when something's missing in you. Even when you learn to do the faces, learn not to say, Is this it? Am I doing it yet? Learn to scream and pull your breath in fast at the big bit of the ghost story and say, That is terrifying. That gives me the shivers. Everyone knew I could not fear. They thought it was a game, jumped out to make me shriek, and I pretended to shriek, but I was a breath too late. They tried to kick it into me.